This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Well, hello there. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Mindful Medicine. And let me tell you something. I have a guest who's a friend of mine, and we were having lunch the other day, and my mind was opened, and that's what we try to do with the show, right? Just kind of open our minds to what's out there, what we don't know about, empty our cups, understand how we can make sense of things in sometimes the misinformation era that we're living in when it comes to pop wellness. But she was talking to me um, in several different ways about deuterium depletion. So I'm not going to waste any time. I'm actually going to bring her on. Her name is Dr. Petra Dorfsman. She is a very accomplished, board-certified naturopathic doctor with a practice that focuses on individuals experiencing chronic health challenges. And as well, she currently sees patients at a life care center here in Santa Monica, California. Um, and she is a cancer care clinician for the Center of Deuterium Depletion. So, Dr. Dorsman, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Dr. Holly. It's my pleasure. So, yeah, I have to tell you, when we were having lunch and you were telling me all about this, because listeners, how it came up is that um, I she had gotten there uh, before me and had ordered a, a, a bubbly water, but you know, notice that she, I kind of noticed that she was not drinking or she had had enough. I'm like, Hey, do you want some more water? And I was, we were sharing it and everything. And she's like, no. And this is how we got started on this topic. So let's just dive right in. Um, what is deuterium? Uh, so what is deuterium? Let's just talk about that. Okay. So let's do it. Um, water, you know, that consists of two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. Um, H2O, baby, H2O. (laughs) There you go. There is a naturally occurring um, stable isotope of hydrogen called deuterium. It's um, very similar than a hydrogen atom. However, it has an extra neutron in it, making it twice as heavy. Now, this um, changes any molecule in your body that has a hydrogen replaced by a deuterium. And um, this changes how uh, uh, certain um, bonds are broken and how tightly something is bound. Um, It changes everything. Um, This deuterium uh, is present in all water on the planet. And um, it has steadily increased in concentration over, you know, since the ice ages, over the last 15,000 years. And so we evolved when the parts per million was about 130. Currently, most of our drinking water is around 150, and the oceans are 155 parts per million. Um, so that's sort of a quickie introduction to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So why do we care? Why is this important? Um, So if we have levels in our tissues of our body higher than 130, um, it starts to cause something called metabolic crowding. And um, there used to be many kind of lifestyle uh, um, ways that we deplete the extra levels, these excess levels, but we don't do many of those anymore. And so um, these levels start to rise in your tissues, and what they cause is mitochondrial dysfunction. And Mm. as you may know, you know, 80 to 95% of all disease, chronic disease that is, is mitochondrial dysfunction in origin. And so um, 
for us to maintain lower levels in our body is really essential for optimal health. Wow. And so you're saying that originally we were at 130 parts per million when it comes to this yep. isotope for the most part. And then our drinking water That's today right. is at 150 and the oceans are at our 155. Yep. We used to have yep. lifestyle things that could help us decrease and keep this at bay, but now not so much. So yep. how, why is so deuterium? It's so critical to be filtered out from our mitochondria matrix water. So how do we do that? And, and why is it so critical? Um, so how we do that, I'll take that one first, is, is by um, being exposed to sunlight, um, to uh, not drink too much water every day. I know that um, a lot of us have been told to hydrate, hydrate, keep on going, but there really is no um, biochemical or physiological foundation upon which that recommendation rests. So really, it's important for us to be guided by thirst. Um, since the water is so high in deuterium, we want to be mindful of that. Um, we're eating foods that are much higher in deuterium um, because all grains and all processed foods are higher in deuterium. All genetically modified foods are higher in deuterium because they have been modified to actually grow faster and taller and bigger, and deuterium is actually a growth factor. So um, there's that. Then there is the light exposure and the circadian rhythms that we're not really paying attention to. Um, so there, there are a lot of factors that play a role, really, in, in keeping levels at a good place. Um, so, and then you know, why it's important? Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, I... <laughs> I love this because of the show Mindful Medicine, right? And it's true. Yeah. Um, you said two things where I'm sure myself and maybe some of the listeners kind of were scratching their head. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That might go against some conventional wisdom that I've heard over and over mm -hmm. again. As you said, hey, <clears throat> let's drink more water. Drink more water. Stay hydrated. And as well, try to keep out of the sun. <coughs> yeah. And you're saying part of the way that we can help deplete the be uh, that can contribute to this metabolic crowding in our mitochondria is to yeah. one be exposed to sunlight and to not drink so much yeah yeah I know those these are um, very interesting topics to dive deeper into um, the sunlight is essential for our health you can look at light as a nutrient it is um, fueling our bodies with light and information um, it's very, very uh, important that we are exposed. We, of course, synthesize our vitamin D. Um, when the sun hits our skin, it gets stimulated, that production, as is cholesterol sulfate and other very important compounds. So it's very, very important for us to have, you know, sensible sunlight exposure. Um, and you want to sort of, you know, have a little in the morning, have a little in the afternoons. It's very um, helpful for you to actually watch the sunrise and the sunset, um, get some light peripherally into your eyes. Um, that will, in the morning, generate um, and stimulate the production of your hormones for the day. It will stimulate the release of melatonin at 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning when you need it most. That, that, that a.m. morning light stimulates that release as well. Um, so there's many, many important reasons why you would want to be exposed to sunlight. 
Yeah. Wow. This is incredible. So I happen to understand that you got into this field because of your mom. Can you tell us that story and then kind of link in the clinical applications of this? Yeah. So um, my mother was diagnosed with um, colon cancer early last year, and that um, led me back to um, the deuterium depletion um, and the significance of that for cancer care. And, you know, I had first come across this in 2014, and, you know, as we all go, we have so many things on our radar. I just wasn't able to take that on at that point as well. But um, last year I had a very good reason to you know, dive in deeper, and I did. And, um, you know, the uh, most of the research that's out there, actually, on deuterium depletion is um, in oncology research. And um, early uh, in the 1980s, the first um, papers started being published. In um, 1999, Dr. Gabor Chomalier released his um First and actually an only book that was then translated in English in twenty uh, in yeah in two thousand one. Um, it's called "Defeating Cancer with Deuterium Depletion," um, and uh, I you know became fascinated by it and started. Uh, researching as much as I could and then got myself, oh, listen, I need to test this, of course. Is anyone testing for levels? And then that's how I found that right in my backyard basically was the center of deuterium depletion. And I reached out to them and started um, testing my patients and then learning about implementing uh, deuterium depletion protocols to support everything else that they are doing and be part of their uh, healthcare team um, and improving their outcomes. I was going to say about outcomes, you're getting pretty amazing outcomes when it comes to looking at this aspect of metabolic dysfunction and how it relates to cancer. Um, yes, not just me. I mean, the research is, is coming out um, out of the center and being published from Hungary as well as other places that is really showing um, how important it is to deplete. And as I said earlier, it's a growth factor, deuterium. So if you take that away uh, from the body, you will stop the progression of, of tumors or of masses. And so that's really what we're trying to do. Um, and then when we support the body in all the other ways as well, we're restoring function of tissues and organs. And that's really ultimately why the term depletion is not only really um, crucial for uh, individuals diagnosed with cancer, but also for anybody who's um, suffering really of any chronic health issue. So just, just uh, uh, beyond this podcast, where if people are interested or if they've got loved ones that they have known have been diagnosed with cancer or if they're dealing with a chronic issue, as you said, um, metabolic, yeah. when it comes to metabolic health, we're talking about overall health because our, 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 our mitochondria, every single cell in our body basically informs these clinical um, diagnoses that we end up seeing or that you end up getting diagnosed with. But when you are following root cause thinking and uh, wanting to understand, well, how did this diagnosis get there? And what were the small changes for a long time that were happening in the body? 
Um, it's everything. So how do people, uh, where can they go to find a little bit more information on deuterium depletion? Yeah, so ddcenters.com is the deuterium depletion center, um, is uh, a website that has a lot of information there for anyone who would like to learn more about this. There is a section called resources. There are um, numerous podcasts and YouTube um, presentations um, about deuterium depletion, about the mechanisms, the biochemistry, every single aspect is really being discussed. So I would encourage those who are interested to definitely go to www.ddcenters.com. Excellent. And then my last question for you, Petra, uh, you're here in yeah. the, uh, the Los Angeles, Santa Monica area. How can people find out more about you? Because I know that you are going to be helping spread the word about, I think what this is, this is sort of new or might not be new, but it was new to yeah. me, blew my mind. Um, so happy to get the information out to the listeners. How can we find out and keep, keep track of you? Um, yeah, that'd be great. That's um, my website is drpetrad.com, and that's just the letter D R, and then my name Petra, P E T R A, and then the letter D dot com. All right. Well, thank you so much for helping us open our minds more to understanding root cause, especially when it comes to cancer, which we see all the time, we talk about all the time. There certainly hasn't been a quote unquote cure yet. But we're getting down to metabolic crowding with uh, deuterium that you said, you know, is is rising in our oceans. It's rising in our drinking water and that's causing us some issues. So depleting it is a really important thing. And it's uh, a, a new, I would say, uh, innovative therapy in medicine that can really help people. So I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right, listeners, we will see you next time. Thanks again.